different class. Good evening. It is, we used to have a minor issue, but a camera, but we're here. We're here. Me and John are here. Pedal be here as well at some stage. We'll have a little switch of Rooney. Um, it is the club call. So if you are an, a, a Toffee TV Premier member, make sure you get your calls in. The, uh, the link is in the description on Toffee TV Premier. John, back from holiday and back from, more importantly, much more importantly. Back from Brighton. Brighton. I mean, you were at Leicester as well, to be fair. Got off a plane and straight to Leicester. Um, it was an but, interesting week. Bright, very interesting seven days. Yeah. But Brighton on Monday, you were there. And Boss, wasn't it? What a, what a early evening on the South Coast that was it for was you. It was because I, I picked up my great-nephew in Skem at like um, 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm. And we, we actually had a And it was launching the town. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't. It was. I was it all right? Peed it down all the way over. Yeah. Going down, it were yeah. you all right? It wasn't too bad. All day, did it? All no. day. So, um, but yeah, but we got down reasonably handy. I get yeah. told off by Pedro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we got down quite handy, which was good, and uh, got in the ground early as well. And fans got in the ground, and they were on it from ready to go, ready to go. And of course, an early goal just lit the blue touch paper, limbs everywhere, well, the pink touch paper. Well, yeah, we do well in that pink strip. We do, we do. Just wear it for the next three games. Yeah. See how Play we at get home on. in the pink yeah, strip. See how we get on. Yeah. See how we get on. But, yeah, I mean, it was fabulous, fabulous, wasn't it? And then, uh, and you always get home faster than you went. Because, uh, Downhill. Yeah, well, yeah, because you still want to get home. <laughs> so I got in about one, I think, something like that, thereabouts. Because I have to go up to Skem and then turn around and, and then come back. Again. But, uh, yeah, Josh got up for school and he was very happy. Danced up He's 14, school. so he's very yeah. happy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that must be, I'm trying to think of a better away win in recent times. Well, the one that's comparable was the year to the day, wasn't it? So, it was like, not quite the same. These no. are a much better side in oh, form. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, from a, the goals, what the away but fans the, were like. And yeah, stuff, the importance. Yeah. Uh, and you had to go back 2018, I think, Boxing Day 2018 at Burnley for the last 5 1. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Win, which was a uh, thingy. But it was. They are a really good side, and I think the biggest thing that I took from it was um, not just the fact that we won the game, because obviously that was amazing to win the game, but the fact that we played so well, but we were absolutely ruthless in front of goal, yeah. which is not something we can say about Everton too often. And the biggest thing for me, sorry, just to finish yeah, on that yeah, point, no, the, biggest, the biggest... Thing that knitted it all together for me was the centre forward. Thought oh, he was totally. I, I mean, I think basically the spine did it really. Yeah. Um, you know, of um, DCL. I mean, his turning very early on showed sent dunk. What was it you say about sending people to Aldi and then <laughs> back sending to bloody little as well? Yeah. Have, yeah. I mean, he just committed and he was gone. Mm. And then he picked out the pass, which was brilliant yeah. to pick him out. I think you said before on the sofa, I never thought about it until you mentioned it, it was mm. a, almost like a training ground move mm. where you've got a box-to-box a -box midfield player going in but then stopping and coming back a little yeah. bit and Dom cutting it to him. And he had to go back a little bit for it, didn't just he? But really had to hit, just square got it in. the target, yeah. yeah. And that was, and that was uh, enough for the away crew to go crazy. Um, but, yeah I, th yeah, I think so. I think you, you're right. I mean, we often talk, don't we, if you have one or two or three of your players off, then you can be in a right mess. But yeah. Most of them were on, so it just looked cool, calm, and collected. I mean, we were all a bit nervous, you know, like well, three nils not enough, and all that sort of stuff. And then four, and you think, well, oh, that's all right. Four one. <laughs> yeah, there we go again. Yeah. yeah. Um, I say yeah. to Ped the only time I said what a win this is, said that to me dad, and it was like 
the 94th minute or something. It's the first time I uttered the words, what a win this is. And then we broke and we made it five. I actually said to Josh, because we're all faithless, aren't we? You know, you know when the clock's ticking over, you're waiting to see how much added time there is. And you're into the, the added time. And I said to him, who's next to me, and who's buzzing? Like, and I said, um, even if they scored two, they wouldn't have enough time for another yeah. one. That's it, isn't it? Because we all remember Newcastle a yeah. couple of years ago, yeah. between the little injury time and yeah. didn't win it. That's but right. it, it was a tremendous win. Um, Luke, is Luke ready? Yeah. Yeah, we've got our Good first one. caller. It's Luke, so let's go over there, Luke, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Can hear you, yeah, mate. Go on. What there have uh, What have you got to say? First of all, I'm, I'm mad in it. Absolutely berserk. This feeling, in it. Just... <laughs> what the feeling of winning a game? We are. We're yeah. Hang on. One strictly little bit of it's reverberant. Yeah. So it's hard to. Once well, I can't understand you though. So. I can hear you. Just go on. Go no. again. Yeah, it, that's just, it. That's just, it. So it wasn't you, mate. It was Ned. <laughs> it was brilliant, mate. I'm just saying, like, as you probably just listened. Then I mean, you know, on Monday I thought we I had the feeling we could get something. I didn't want to crow too much about it. Uh, as you will have heard, my missus said five nil to Everton, and I just yeah, all right, love and shut the door and went in and carried on watching Leicester and Fulham. Um, I felt we might get a draw, but what a result! What a performance! Yeah, um, just uh, I guess just a couple of things. But when when you when I saw Mina on that team sheet, I could not believe it. I, mm-hmm. I, I ended up getting getting in the car and just thinking, "Oh my god, I can't believe he's done it! I just can't <laughs> believe he's he's done it!" And just all the anxiety or whatever which might have been there just completely dissipated. Mm-hmm. And I was I was I was buzzing. I was couldn't wait. Yeah. It's well, mad, isn't it? Uh, isn't it mad? Because yeah. that was the the opposite of that, the Fulham game, the game that we were going to Goodison thinking, this is our, this is today's, you know, we've got a great mm-hmm. chance, and you get the team sheet at two, and you go, why is Malfire without you know going over players? But there was a couple of people on the team sheet that day that knocked you, you have confidence. Sinks, doesn't it? Whereas on Monday, I think you're right. That team come out and you went, yes, yeah, he's playing. Yeah. And, but then they've got to go and deliver, haven't they? They've got to go and deliver. It's great going. Mina should be playing. Then he's got to go and perform. Yeah, and and he Josh, did. The first thing I said was obviously you get a lift instead of a downer when you see. Yeah. Sorry, Michael, but you know we all got lifted by the fact you weren't playing. <laughs> yeah. You're starting mm-hmm. right, um, and and you do that, and then I immediately follow that to Joshua. You better not make a mistake. That's it, isn't it? Because <laughs> you go and you've been banging the drum for them for weeks, yeah. and then they come in if they have a mare, you're like. Yeah, I'll just reverse into the corner and stay out the way. The opposite, but didn't he? but yeah. he was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It's it's crazy. You go from rock bottom on when you see my like Michael Keane on the team sheet. I'm, like, I'm not digging him out as a person or anything. But I was just not playing know, well, is he? That's just it, it's form. He's not yeah. playing well. Form's not. Do you know what I mean? That's just the way it's it not is. Just in though, it's other no? players. It's like mm. when you see Godfrey on the team sheet or Malpai, your your heart drops and. It was the complete reverse. I I was on cloud nine, like <laughs> going to watch the match. I, mm. I was I couldn't I couldn't wait. Yeah, spot on. Um, and it was just tied in the end, wasn't it? Was that was Zach? Was he was he just bombing around the living room? Oh mate, he was he was absolutely. He had his pink kit on. Um, yeah, he was just bouncing. He was bouncing, and he's going off. Oh, and I'm I keep saying I'm probably a little bit. 
he's like saying things like really positively and I need to stop this because the negative, like the being there done it in me of watching Everton comes out sometimes and I feel yeah. like I need to just shut really? up and let him have his own experience. <laughs> but I, I'm just I like... I was very much in the Zach camp, to uh, be honest with you. I, I was running away with it, mate. Well, I'm just, I just was saying, like when we had that opportunity for 4-0, Garner, and it gets yeah. kicked off the yeah. line, I'm going, that would have been it, wouldn't it? And then he's going, Dad, we're 3-0 up at half-time. You know, and I'm like, no, no, you're right, mate. You're absolutely right. Never once strength of this, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm going, just got to get through this 10. And I was playing in 10-minute blocks. Got to yeah. get through the next 10 minutes. Got to get through the next 10 minutes. And I, I think I when it went 4-0, I let out, like, a scream of, like, pure relief. Yeah, I, was, I, was, was I downplayed was the, the three. One. When we scored the three, I was just like, yes, because I didn't want to commit. It went 4-0. I'm like, yeah. It's all over the you gap. Your ten minutes, and then it? a few seconds, like a minute later, it's four one, yeah, and I'm yeah. sneaking back in. But no, no, yeah. he, he was great. Was he was five great. minutes. Like Three the players nil, can hear me in the ground. Five minutes, lads. Five. That's, that's, it, that's it, five you just more, keep playing five the blocks, yeah. don't you? Yeah. So, so yeah, Luke. I mean, you're, you're absolutely on, like, enjoy yeah. every second of it, mate. I'm just terrified because I think if it was like October or something in the season, I'd be like, come on enjoying it more but when you know what it means like every second was like just get through the next one just get through the next box. the point but, there though you know because Zach's what 11 is he it's just turned 12 just turned 12 and mm. Josh is not long 40 yeah yeah and he's very positive as well it's great let's not so I'm trying not to beat not it up negative no it's not ne- it's not negative it's like the thing of like I've seen that we've thrown this away isn't yeah. it so yeah. it's like come on keep yeah. going but no I was absolutely honestly mate the he wasn't well actually on Monday either. He'd been sick in the night and he was, and he's never sick. So that gave him a huge, like, we were buzzing all night. You know, and he's, and he's met Michalenko today. So he's uh, in town at the, the Ukrainian Peace Garden. He's had a pity with him today. So he's buzzing. Excellent. He's buzzing. I said at the time that that's probably the biggest upset of the entire season, of the, the entire league. Oh, when you think about it, that result maybe, yeah. 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 The not, not the win, like the, the margin of win, yeah. quite possibly. Yeah, the margin. Yeah. Like you got to think, like you, the the, top, the two ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. both teams are. And they're and brilliant, aren't they? They're a great side, aren't great they? Team, when yeah. they play, when they play the Goodison, I, and and you could see again on on Sunday, they are a top top side. Like they were very very hard done by, and like we still like don't take nothing away from the win for us, but they 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 still played a good game. Like, yeah, they did. Yeah. The, the, like. You can just see how much of a good side they were. Mm. Like, even in the first half, even though we quite decent in the first half. I think that gives but, credit to our performance then, doesn't it? Because it wasn't yeah. that they 100%. had a complete off day mm. and we just caught them at the right time. Yeah. They played well. Pickford had a blind day. Pickford was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. and we won five one. And we could have been. We could have scored four. We had we had the breakaway. I don't know whether you remember it, John. It was it was just before. Uh, James Garner had the chance. We had a breakaway, and I think it was was it McNeil or a Wobie, his burst and through, and Dom's on his own, and he just can't. He hesitates. Wobie, wasn't it? Was it a Wobie? He's he's hesitates, and then he tries to play it through, and it gets blocked. If he'd have just slipped him in early, Dom was clean but through with the goal. Had one where he p- tried to play a pass when he should have shot as well. Mm. You know, and, and so, they were so we were positions we were, box type stuff. Yeah, we know? just cut through them. We cut through them like they weren't there. So, and that I think you're right as well. I think. They, you're right, Luke. They did play very well. So to go and win, to go and win five one, 
when they've played really mm. well. Is that uh, and with the yeah. games in hand, they're still in the mix, even though they've just oh, why? Yeah, yeah. Listen, Real Madrid, they were European champions, and you wouldn't naturally necessarily bet against them doing it again this year. The first time he came out their own penalty area last night, they scored. City had all the play, all the ball, and they break him. Vinicius Junior cracks one in, and that mm. you know maybe we're just following a Real Madrid. That's what the top teams do, Luke. Good teams do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll make these two points. Sorry, go on, mate. Yeah, keep going. I'll mate. make these two points quick, so don't yeah. take too much yeah. time. No, no. But the, on. the first one, and I was I was meant to bring up a couple of weeks ago, but I don't know whatever got in the way. Yeah, don't and do it again, it, mate. I think right. it, I think it was when McNeil, I think it was when he got his third or fourth of the season. I was starting to think think to myself, like obviously the fee and he, he wasn't what we needed and everything. But I was thinking, you put all that aside, at the time I was thinking, if he can get to six or seven, mm. he would he's a good signer, really, when you think about it. Because that's what we that's what we've asked for the entire time. Sco- players, wingers, score goals, yeah. please. Mm. Yeah. And he's and he's went and done that. So in the end, I mean I think we've all had more than a right to have a go because just as right foot alone, really. But like, he's he's been a good sign in the end. I never would have thought in a million years at the beginning or even halfway through the season. But I'd be sad to you saying that now. I think you're right. And if we got those sort of outputs from a Wobi, we wouldn't be in the mess winning, would we? If we had a Wobi getting six or seven, or mm. if Demari Gray was pl- still playing six or seven. They would have made the difference, massive difference. Imagine if he would have, like, sort of, if he would have had this feeling from Deitch all season, he could have got like 10 goals. Mm-hmm. But I'll make the other one. The other thing is just, um, uh, does this, how, how do you think this makes Deitch look, really, with the whole Keane and Mina thing? Because it's just been very strange, hasn't it? it? It's been proper weird. And the Godfrey thing, instead of Patterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you can look at it two ways, can't you? I was, I've been critical of him in the last few weeks because he hasn't, he didn't react very well to the core going out the side. He seemed to change things for the sake of changing it, which I personally, only my opinion, didn't agree with. I thought he made things far too complicated and it's cost us results. And I thought he was too inflexible with Michael Keane. I, I have, I've said this before. He took Conor Cody out for two mistakes. Mm-hmm. No issue with that. If if that's if that's them, they're the rules. Mm-hmm. As the manager, no problem. But everyone has to play by the same rules. And Michael Keane's made three, four, five, six errors before he's been taken off the team. So, but fair play to him because he did take him out. So Eventually. yeah, I didn't expect no. it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't expect to see Eddie Mina and Everton shares again. Okay, so there you go. So so what we have to say, you're right. And we, but what I'm trying to say is. If I'm criticising him when he's not doing it, I, if he turns around and does it, I'll go, fair enough, you've realised. Okay, people have come and said to me, yeah, but he should have done it four weeks ago. We wouldn't be in this mess. Too, well, you often, never know. Yeah, I'm fond of saying it's never too late to do the right yeah, thing. Exactly, that's and the, that's what that's he's done. He could have done it sooner, Patterson, but he did yeah. do it. Yeah. But he's done it, and Patterson, it's forced let's be honest, him. Patterson's been forced upon yeah. him, hasn't he? Godfrey's injured, Coleman's injured. Um, Holgate's okay, he got himself sent off, so he doesn't deserve a shot, so... Fair play, he's put them in and, and they've performed and it's up to them now. And I, I've got no issue, I've said it for a while, I've got no issue with you as a manager, they're your rules. You sh- get the shirt, perform well, it's yours. That, that's I've not, I think you need that. I've not watched the final words, so sorry if you mentioned this, mm. but 
Patterson wins the ball for when we score. I do mention it, yeah. Which is huge. Yeah, for oh, yeah, the first sorry. goal gets them. No, no, I'm going to apologise. You're absolutely right. I made up that you've done the same observation as me. <laughs> he, he gets the first block in and, and he threads it through to... He gives it to Wobi, doesn't he? And off we go. Well, Wobi plays it and bang, we're one them up. And that, that's important. And listen, he had, a, he had a rough opening quarter of an hour against Matoma, 20 minutes. And then he got to grips I, with them. I think, he, I think he just wasn't getting enough support, to be honest, on the right, really. But it's just because Brighton are the good side. So they're going to expose people, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, Matoma, listen, Matoma, if there's been a better left-sided player in the Premier League this season, I've not really seen him. I think he's been sensational all season for them. Um, took people by surprise. He's been brilliant, and but Patterson yeah. stuck to his guns, and and so much so that they changed the way they played in the second half and started switching the play over to Solly Martin on the other side because he wasn't getting much change out of Patterson. So that that's fair play. He's got the shirt now, and let's hope that he he puts in another three performances as good as that one. Oh, right. Sorry, John. I was just saying, do him good because he, he he's. Got a bit of match fitness as well, Patterson. Isn't he? And that's what we're like. on Because he, he, he got cramped up a bit, so that he's pushed himself on that day. Yeah, excellent. Ped's distracting us off camera with a shirt that he's got. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> Luke, anything else? Uh, that, that's it. Um, I'll get off now, but oh, I'll man. just say um, uh, well done to, to Mike Pilly. He, uh, he ran the second 5K on the weekend and did brilliant. Another one of our Premier members. Brilliant. He, call, he calls in a couple of times, so Excellent. well done to him and, and thank, thanks for everything, lads. Uh, I, think we're, I, think, I think we're staying up now. Uh, that's it. Uh, I'm very confident. <laughs> <laughs> I looked across yeah. and Baz was looking at me. Hey, it's hey, on you now, when, Luke. It's when was the you, last mate. time we went down? Before a I long time, yeah, a long time ago. Let's just let's keep it going. Yeah. Well, listen, I love that. I love the positivity. The last time. Never mind yeah. me being bored. Love the positivity. Yeah, Com- completely flipped on. Sixty-nine years. Yeah. It's right. But it's yeah. right. I'll, I'll go now and get someone else on. Thanks Cheers, for Luke. Thanks very much, yeah, mate. Go. Top man. Take oh. care. Bye now. See oh. you, mate. Yeah, listen. Everyone does feel better today, don't they? And that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Um. Stephen Cardy says, could we offer Mina a pay-as-you-play contract as we look totally more secure when he plays? Um, sure he'd take it. Yeah. No, and I think, listen, I, I love Yerry Mina, but you can't rely on him. Risk's too big. Too big. Um, he's been, like I've said it before, if he stayed fit, he'd have been Everton's number one centre-back and he probably wouldn't have been at Everton now because I think someone else would have come and took him. He's got all the tools, hasn't he? The Mina decision should be used as a lever for Brandweight. Yeah, absolutely. One out, one in. Mm. Sure, to... same logic you just said. Mm. I mean, the keen thing is is, is going to, you know, Dyche will have a problem with that for a bit. I think because the story you'll give, isn't it, is you do the do the yards, work hard, get in the team, perform, and you're in. But yeah. he's showing that keen. Yeah, that's not less like it applies to him. But of course, his pushback's going to be, yeah, but I did it. Mm. That's how Mina got in. Mm. And Mina, will, if Mina stays fit, he'll start all the last games, won't he? Yeah. And if that happens, and we when we stay up, let's be optimistic, yeah. right? Then, then the story's of Branthwaite says he's going, and you're the man to take it, take over from him. Yeah. So. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Because that, listen, that is ultimately Everton want to be in a position where they're building a team that has got Nathan Patterson in a twenty. Mm. It's got Jared Branthwaite in a twenty-one. Mm. There that James Garner in a twenty-one. McNeil's not very old. McNeil twenty-two. Twenty-two, isn't is that all he is? Um, 
Wow. And all of a sudden, you've got them players who at that age, even Dom, if, if you keep him fit, you can see how important he is. 26 is an old peak in his prime now. Mm. You know, even whether you like Michalenko or not, he's certainly in the squad, old, but he's he? only 20. Alex will be made out, to be honest. Talking about age, but age way. But they're the ones you want, don't you? Yeah. Because you got to move away from the older play. We've got to try and create a culture and, and a, a, a team that can improve and... That's what we hope for, don't we? And and that that's what we want. Cantos, uh, very Luke, who's already just been on the phone. Thank you very much for the super chat, mate. Massively appreciate it. Um, you didn't have to because you're a premier member, but thank you very much. We Good do appreciate man. it. Says all the love, gents, for the Toffee TV family. So confident of staying up, like I've just said. Throw this in the away day, Kitty. Nice one, Luke. Take care, Brilliant. mate. Thank you very much. Fine. Much appreciated Fine, uh, on the super chat. Thanks very much. There. Hope that's but, not a precedent, you know. Well, if people want to do it, that's up to them. <laughs> uh, but if you were thinking about a super chat. Just become a Toffee TV Premier member. Save you the it's best cheaper way to spend and you your get money. stuff. Yeah, best but way to spend thank you money. very much. Um, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. It massively helps us. It really does, and it helps us get bigger, better guests and everything else as we move forward. And also, if you just like different football, not just Everton, subscribe to Toffee TV Football. One of our moderators will put it in the chat in a minute. Thank you very much if for taking listening. for taking the time to do that. Well, one of them, or or if. Uh, one of our basic tricks watching or something like that. He'll do it for us as well. Um, yeah, Barry P says, McNeil is not the fastest, but it's like the opposition goes into the Matrix slow-mo mode when he's running <laughs> with the What he is good at is travelling with the ball and manipulating the ball right and left, which is good. He's not quick off um, the mark, but he's okay up to speed. The wit. He's up. He's okay up to speed. He's mm. just not quick off the mark. Mm, that's it? it, isn't it? So, so well, he's, he's got a good engine on him. He's got a cracking engine. I mean, fair. that was in a nice six minute that last one. So, mm. so no wonder the others look. Well, like he, he broke for the fourth as well. The yeah. same though. He did. He, he makes did. the same because Wobi makes Sally Marsh snap his hamstring. Yeah, chasing him and McNeil catches yeah. up and, and is in. So being brilliant. slow and having brilliant. one foot means he's got quick feet, though, hasn't he? Very quick feet. Very quick feet. He does seem to have. It might be a bit of Matrix stuff going on here because he does seem to have got faster. He's found something. And that's transfer to the pace of the breath. That's his push-off leg. Fair play, fair play. Um, Bob says, if, with a capital I-F, I like, I've seen what you've done there, Bob. You've, you've just cautious, you've put the question in and you've gone, I'm just going to be a little bit cautious with it. So he's gone, capital if, and I'm all day with that. A lot of time for that. Um, we do stay up. Who are your top three players to? He's put ditch. I'm gonna say to move on for the good of them as well, John. Not just Evan. Top three. These these are ones I want to get rid of. Yeah, we'd uh, like them to progress somewhere else. Yes, be nice. So it's not an honour then, right. mm-hmm. even though it might go. Um, Michael Keane. Clearly, we won't uh, take up the offer on Cody. Doesn't seem that way, does it? No. Um, I think Alex does enough, stats-wise, to be able to generate some money. So I'd probably try. I was going to say, what would you? Awobi Awobi is it is a difficult one. Because... It is difficult, but he's got value as well. For the simple reason that he's, he, I thought he was brilliant the other night. To be yeah. fair, and, and people don't well, play want, the passes he plays. Two games in five and six, isn't? No, no. I think the key for me, the issue for me, is what we do with him because you've got a year left. Mm. and he's on big money. Well, the decision is sell him or give him a new contract. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. So do we give him even bigger money than he's on? No. And hope that he adds goals as well? 
he said himself he doesn't want to have any contract talks at the moment because he doesn't know what he wants to do, which is fine. It's his prerogative. And that's why I think he's a difficult one. I think you're right with Michael Keane. I think he's 30. He shouldn't, you know, being as nice as I can, we have to think about us as well. Mm-hmm. And I think we want to move to a situation where we're, Jada Brantwaite is the future for me. Totally 21, agree. two-footed, totally back. Giant. So, therefore, I would, Michael Keane would be one I'd chase um, onto pastures new. Mason Holgate. Yeah. Although, ironically, if you had to lose one of them, it would be Keane. And I oh, think absolutely. Because I think Holgate can play right back and can play Bit of utility and, and he's still relatively young. Yeah. Um, Neil Malpai would be one for oh, me. Oh, gosh, yeah. Would be one for me because yeah. it's not it's not doing. If it was only three, sorry, yeah, Alex, you keep. Maybe you get... No, well, it is. But... It, we are at a crossroads, aren't we? If we stay up, because I think it's easier to move Alex than it is to move Mope. I think Mope. I think Mope will have offers in Serie A, mate. He had, he, like, Salon, Salon, Natana still like him, and they, there was a couple of oh, Serie A clubs who wanted them last summer. He wants to stay in the Premier League. I think his agents will do a good job of saying. They didn't like him. Change your manager. Did some manager change? They didn't like him. The new manager didn't like him. He's being pushed out. Yeah. Bloody blah, blah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Playing Route One. He's yeah, not that sort of exactly. Player, and I yeah. think he will. I think he'll get a move. And I think Everton will just. Well, they ne- we nearly sold him in January. Don't forget. Right, we nearly yeah. went in January. So I think I can see him going. So you're three so far. You're on Keane, Mope, and it'd be probably Holgate, simply because of the wages with mm. the, the new contract. That is, that is a that is why I think I'd say them mm. three first, just because of the wages. Obviously, okay. I love Yeri, but he's and he's big wages. He's gonna go. I imagine Andre Gomez will be kept by Lille if they qualify for Europe. You would the think so. And got two last week, um, two goals last week. The fifth, I think Everton would just be like, get a couple of million. He's yours. Just come on, off you go. Because his wages off the books. He did good hugs and got himself a great contract, didn't he? He listen. The first season, he was very good. Without. That's a long time ago, that. No, it was, but he, don't forget, I think the thing that everyone misses is he was in the midfield with Ghana, with mm. prime Ghana. True, true. And then Ghana went in the summer. Mm, true. And then we got Gabamon and Gabamon got injured. So all of a sudden, the fella who'd come in, he was going to almost look after him type, in yeah. midfield. He was going to be the playmaker. He was going to be the head on the board. The other fella was it doing the been asked to do a defensive job then. It went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And That's he isn't quick. And then he, he got the foul. Then the injury, yeah. and then it, it's we've never really... When we did throw him back in the time, do you remember Alan? Mm. Who A isn't disciplined and B isn't the quickest. So, mm. again, he, and it, it's gone that way. It's all about timing, isn't it? Absolutely. So, it is cutting the wages as well, isn't it? You lose him, who's on big money. Mina, who's on big money. And you, you can shift others as well, because they're not really contributing. That's the only way Everton are going to get it. You know, actually, if, if we had a, a director of football model, which was working, because we don't know if it's working, mm. we'd be very optimistic about the summer. Because you've got players naturally coming to end of contract who you perhaps don't want. Yeah. You've got ones who you perhaps don't think you need, stroke want, who you think you can get money for. Yeah. And then you'd say, there's some money, go spend it. Mm. And hopefully on young players who yeah. you're looking to turn around Absolutely as well. right, yeah. Um, and take you forward. We've got a call from David. David. David is on the line. So, good evening, David. Hi, guys. How are you? Very well, mate. Very well. We are sat here grinning here to hear it. It's a, it's been it's been a lovely a lot. I was going to say a lovely forty eight hours, lovely forty six hours because forty eight hours ago we, we were just about to score. Yeah, half five. Hundred percent. Just about to score. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, it's been great. How are you, mate? 
Yeah, oh, unbelievable. I think that the reason for the call is that I've been listening for a couple of years now and uh, been a member for a few months, but never really had the, you know, the, never really got around to calling up just because I think it's just been negative for so long, hasn't it? But I mean, I, ju- I just think since Monday, it, I mean, the, the, the relief, the, mm-hmm. I, I just can't believe the amount of relief really since Monday because, you know, it's um, we've gone from a week where, we, you know, looking at the last four games, you know, what games will we win? Will we? What points will we win at all? And you know, from going from I can't see he's getting anything at Brighton now. Now I actually think we might actually beat City on Sunday. Would you believe? So it's uh, it's amazing what what a week can do, isn't it? Really, absolutely. That's the beauty of football, isn't it? Is that it is? It's always the next then. game, isn't it? It is. It is, and there's work to be done yet. Mm. Um, but we, I guess, we need to avoid. Of, Let's just be black hat for a minute. Mm. If we get battered at the weekend, mm. we can't all go hugely negative again. No, no. Because, the, again, the players have made a rod for their own back twofold, really, haven't they? And the manager, to some degree, of, one, where's that come from? Why haven't you been doing that before? Can you do it again? Um, but So I think a solid performance at the weekend, and we're, we can all breathe a bit lighter, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. I think what, what you've got to consider is... Um, the performance levels, if they stay the same on Sunday, similar to, to Monday, then even if we lose the game by the odd goal, then, you know, you still take confidence into the last Spot two on. games. And, and, and... Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dave, go on, mate. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd just like to make a couple of points, really. Um, I think, firstly, I'd just like to say I was a bit frustrated uh, on, say, Monday in the sense that where has this team been all season? Now, I know we had Lampard and then we had, we've had we had Dyche and you can maybe put some of the blame on, on Lampard and I wasn't a Lampard fan whatsoever. But I think it can't just be down to, to the fact Calvert-Lewin's being out. I think some of these players, you know, are just not consistent at all. And, you know, if we do manage to get out of this, it'd be great. But I think we have to look to next season to to, to higher all our standards. As you know, I think what I'd say is fans, the fans of the club have got high standards, but it's not shared at board level, in my opinion. So I think it's gradually been eroded over the last five, ten, fifteen years um, to the point where we're, we're sort of happy to finish just above the relegation zone. But I think all the fans that I know. Um, and me included, we've got far higher standards than that. So I think look, going forward, we have to to sort of not accept this, um, get behind the club to the end of the season. But beyond that, we really need to, to let the board know what our feelings are because simply this is not good enough going into a you know a great new stadium. Um, you know, I, I, I appreciate I'm maybe being a bit negative there, but I think we have to. You know, we've had two years of this now, and it's no way to to live as a football fan, uh, especially for our great club. And you know, we're not entitled, but I just think, you know, going forward, we can't accept this. It's uh, we we need far more. Yeah, that's totally. I mean, I I. It isn't the sole reason why we're down there not having done, but it, it is a huge reason because we've, I said the other week, if Everton get out of this, it's almost a miracle that we still can get out of it, given we played the whole season without a centre-forward, really, which yeah. no other club has done that. Every other club. Me and John have said a few times, the squad was better than it was performing. Everton's defence and midfield, for me, is good enough to be halfway up. The front players haven't been good enough. The front players haven't been good enough. They haven't been up to scratch. Dwight McNeil's 
in brilliant form at the moment, banging goals in. Yep. Long may that continue. If that continues, then I think, like Luke said before, he'll prove to be a really good signing. That left foot, if he adds the goals he's got, he's on seven now. Loving to get another three in it, double figures, that'd be tremendous. But if he was to say, listen, I'll guarantee you seven goals a season now for the That'll next do. three or four years from that position, be more than happy mm-hmm. with that. We obviously have to add that on the right-hand side as well. Um, but up until now, you know, Neil Maupai, one goal. You know, Dwight McNeil scored more in doubled Neil Maupai's season tally in whatever it was the other night, 11 minutes or something. You know, that's how that's how poor it's been, the return, without Dom. You know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's yeah. got, you know, he's doubled Maupai's goal scoring this season. He's only played that, I don't know, 11 games altogether he's been involved in. So it shows you the core hadn't scored any goals up until recently. Yeah. So for most of the season, it's a miracle we are still in with a chance because we just simply didn't have any goals in us now. All of a sudden, I mean, you brought it to my attention the other day, all of a sudden it's one defeat in six now, away from home. Mm-hmm. You know, we've lost three yeah. out of the last four at home, which is tempers it a bit. But, you know, we got two at Leicester, two at Forest, two at Chelsea, five at Brighton. All of a sudden, because of the likes of the core and having done back, the goals are starting to come now. And that's been key, John, hasn't it? Uh, no, it has been key. And, and I think it might be in the final word. After Leicester, I shocked you. And it was Mike on the sofa mm. with us. Said, How can you forget Mike saying, if we get out the bottom three, we'll stay up? Yeah, yeah, over the weekend, yeah. yeah. Um, but... but I said if we'd beaten Leicester, we'd have got 10% of our points for the whole season from one game. That still applies from the last game. But we've also 15% of our goals this season were scored in the last game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15% of our total goals were scored at Brighton. And which is terrifying. And if we did the sums on how many of our goals for the whole season be scored in the last five or six away games, we'll probably be shocked. It'll mm. certainly be more than... More than half, won't it? Because of the five. Well, it might be, well, which is crazy. It'll be a third, won't it? So, so we have talked all season about, you know, the the task of the managers because we've had a couple, is to get the best out of this squad. And up until now, probably excluding the last game, neither of them had done it consistently. It will be generous to them and say consistently. Mm. So, so we are we do have a squad that that is better than it's been performing, and a lot of it goes on between their ears. That's the thing. And I think, you know, the caller before who said, you know, yeah, you know, Luke it was, wasn't it? You, you sink when you see that Michael Keane's in the back foot and you're lifted when you see Mina. Well, Tarkovsky must have that feeling as well. He's, he's not stupid. He knows his partner's got a mistake in him and so on. And, which is your point, DCL being on the grass, as the manager might say, makes a massive difference, not just to how we feel, how the team feels, but more importantly, how the opposition feel. Because they know he's a quality leader of the line. He's a good old... In that sense, he's an old-fashioned centre-forward. He's an outball. He's always in someone's face. He's going to win pretty much every header. Again, he was winning stuff. And we still weren't getting around him in the Brighton game, were we? So so mm. there's room for improvement there as well, playing off him now that he's back. And let's just uh, hold it together for two or three games. I think, you know, we'll say, what was the problem? No issue here. Move along, you know? <laughs> I, I totally agree. I, th- I think a couple of points for me as well in regards to, firstly, McNeil. Do you guys think he looks far more dangerous in a central central position? Because every time I've seen him on the wing, he puts good crosses in. But for me, since I've seen him be, become more central, I think he looks far more dangerous. So is there maybe a, a sort of a, a way of, of, of getting him at, you know, to start the game more central as opposed to being on the wing and coming in inside? Um 
that that's just a thought. I I just think he, you might start to see more more goals from him on on a, on a more consistent basis. Um, that's what I'd say in terms of McNeil. Um, I think the way we're playing and and certainly against Brighton, keeping it narrow, played to his strength, didn't it? Because he's got a good engine. And, and amazingly, we found ourselves with a fair amount of room with <laughs> when we were counter-attacking. So again, I think we have to be cautious in some respects. I'm going to be a bit of a party pooper and say, you need to see these performances going on over a longer spread of games. And I think the other thing as well, it is the way we play suits him because he, that's what I mean. he offers so much. I mean, that second half, he done so much defensive work out Mikalenko out because Mikalenko got let's be honest rinsed for 15 minutes at the start of that second half he got torn apart yeah, by Solly Mars he had a decent game overall but that first 15 then McNeil went back and helped out but the way we play we're almost playing a 4-4-1-1 aren't we the core is the yeah, yeah. you know 4-5-1 stroke 4-4-1-1 the core is the one who's breaking but that's allowing McNeil to come in I actually think if Everton got a more attacking left back would be in a better place. McNeil would be even better because he could do the yeah. thing where he does come inside and mm. drops into those middle areas, David, and gets it out of his feet and the shots yeah. on. Or he's got the ability to thread it through to the on mm. on Russian fullback. So I yeah. I he did don't forget he was a, a central midfield player when he was at Manchester United and when he went to Burnley, they moved him because he's not involved in the game enough when he's being central. Dykes moved him out to the left. That's right, yeah. Because obviously But his off the ball work's been Pretty good all season, though, hasn't it? So I think it's better. I think it's easier to do the work he does in a wide area. I think you can get bogged down centrally. For is he is he quick enough to break? You know, if you if you took the core out and put McNeil there, would it be the same? Not convinced. Yeah. But I think he can wander. You're absolutely right. We saw him pop up in that pocket against Fulham and he equalised. Mm. He was central edge of the box and bounced it into the corner. That's great. That's what we want. We want them coming. If you can come in off the the wide areas, mm. the, then the the players have got an issue. Does the wide does the wide player, their right hand side player, follow you, or does he pass them on to a centre yeah. midfielder who's already covering three players? And that's where you can find the pocket. City do it absolutely brilliantly. The likes of Bernardo Silva and people like that popping off the wide. Foden does it. Comes in from wide areas, and Jack Grealish is brilliant at it. Albeit runs with the ball a little bit more. So I, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't be tempted to move him. No. I think he's doing well yeah. in that area. But if Everton, if Everton moving when? forward, got like another wide player who was quick and he wanted someone a little bit more centre, because he played... It has to be when, that. Though. Well, it has yeah. to be when. Well, you've got to have them anyway. Yeah, Everton yeah, got to have the this, options anyway. You can't just totally, go, these yeah. are all great, these players now, so we don't need anything, because <laughs> yeah. we're, we're still not sure of staying up. That's right. Um, yeah. But just right now, McNeil especially has picked up the, the baton and, and done what the Charleston done last season and gone, all right then, I'll see if I can help, if I can get you out of it. And, and long may that continue and, and hopefully develops. Um, and if you can find him, well. as you, which is what I think you're saying, is centrally 20 yards from goal. It's it. Yeah, absolutely. My, my thing to him would be, when you get half a yard, kid, you're either throwing yeah. it in the box from a wide area or you're shooting. Yeah. Because the keepers parry it and that's where you want Dom running in and you want if it's a Wobi or if it's the Mari Gray, whoever, you want them, the Corey, following in. Get shots away. Keepers aren't going to catch everything, are they? 
and especially the way the kid can yeah. hit the ball. Well, the percentages aren't great on open play crosses, so he should have a dig. But it's both, though, isn't it? If <laughs> yeah, he finds himself occupying it wide, yeah, then throw it in. That's great. Absolutely. If you're a bit more central, pull the trigger. Yeah. Like we saw it against Brentford when he just opened his body up 40 seconds in, 1 0. Bang. Fulham, 1 0 down, opens his body up 1 1. Mm. The other night, you know, brilliant. And what would you say? What would you, what's what's your sort of thoughts about Sunday? More of the same in terms of defending deep. Obviously, City, you can't open up too much against them. But I, I genuinely believe if we play like we did the other night um, and add a bit more caution to our play, but, but attack at the right times, that we we can get something. Now I know it might be pie in the sky. We might get beat, but I just got a feeling second to last home game with so much riding on it. You know, we we still need to get another win. You know. What what are your thoughts? Do you think we can get something? Because I, I don't we as fans, I don't think we wanted to go to the last game against Bournemouth because you know, we, I think we ha- what we have to expect is as fans that leads um, not so much for us, but Leicester may get a, a freak result like we did because no one had us beating Brighton, did they? Yeah, um, you know, and, and we and we beat Brighton. So I think if we if we sort of um, you know if we if we're complacent now and think oh we, the job's done. Then I think we could come unstuck because we, we we've been beaten by Bournemouth this season. We've been beaten by Wolves, um, you know, City, very difficult to beat. So head to head, we haven't beat any of them three teams this season. So to expect us to go into them last three games and win one, we you know get four points is it's not going to be as easy. I, I think as as people say. So I think look at the next game, which is City. It's going to be really difficult. But I think we need to aim to get something. You know, we. We we can't be happy just to to, to have a narrow defeat and, and not affect our goal difference. We really need to to sort of put a positive performance in and go for it. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll hand it over to John in a sec. But for me, my perspective, I don't think we could have had better preparation than playing Brighton before City. They're basically City lights, aren't they? They play virtually yeah. the same way. They're full of energy. I mean, Pep Guardiola had said um, last week that the best build-up team in world football, Brighton, okay, he's probably giving them a bit of toffee because his side ain't too shabby, are they? But I think we've had a great a great way of, you know, a great kind of like training exercise before we play City. I think with the crowd, if the crowd can be up for it like they have been for so many games, it'll help. And I think we, we just have to accept if they play to their full potential, they will beat us. But at least the, the way I've looked at it, and this, this is, might be wrong, if you'd have offered me a point at Brighton and a point against City, I'd be over the moon with that. I'd have gone, tell you what, Nate, I'll bite your hand off all day for that. We're already a point yeah. up on that. Now, that doesn't mean I'm throwing Sunday because I think you're right. Mm. I think they've had a result last night, which is, means that tie is very much alive. And that, for me, even though I still think they'll win the Premier League, they'll even, make changes. even if we beat them, they'll make half a dozen changes mm. maybe. We've got to jump onto that, and I, I think who knows? You never know football, John. Uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say oh, that sorry, better, especially using my soundbite of uh, the Man City light, Brighton. Yeah, I like that. I think you took <laughs> that from me early in the season. But come on, you can have it back. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, <laughs> yeah. you're right about you know practicing, you know how to play. Mm. I mean, I think the difference might be if you imagine that sort of performance that we had at the weekend going on at Goodison, mm. where we're letting okay. People will know it's Man City and go, well, of course, they're going to have a lot of the ball. Yeah, yeah. But the anxiety bit will come from, we'll play narrow. They'll pl- have two players, one on each touchline, mm. you know, and they're going to get the ball with plenty of space and so on. And, and, and Deitch will have confidence that his team can 
do it because they've just done it. And of course, mm. we got a decent result when we played there uh, earlier in this at their place. Yeah. So I think the fans need to be on it as well mm. and recognise what's likely to happen, which is total dominance of possession by them. Yeah. Um, and anxiety moments for us because they, we're going to see some very good players. Mares, for example, who I guess will come in, um, having plenty of time on the ball uh, and so on. And, and you know, Mikolenko will have a challenge on his hands as well, and, and Patterson. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I'm optimistic like you, my friend. Um, we, we stick to the game plan. They will stick to theirs because they only have one player away, one course, way of yeah. playing. And uh, with Goodison, anything could happen. And uh, I don't think it's... Uh, I agree with you. It's not about let's keep the goal difference in check. I think it's all right already. Obviously, we lose by a huge margin. It's not going to be. But being in between those two games against Madrid... Mm. Pep will make changes. Some of those changes might be associated with this blue team are really fighting for their lives, and I don't want people injured just now. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but but all those big names will be on the bench, but he will be wary of bringing them on. So let, let's try and start and do do a good job, and and make it hard for them. Make them know they're in a game, mm-hmm. and it, it's all the normal pep talk stuff, isn't it? But but I think yeah, it, we haven't had. Um, our players string together solid performances, have we? But they need to no. now. They yeah. really need to now. And and if we get a result out of City, then we'll go to Wolves with our tails up. And if we do against Wolves what we did against Brighton, then they could take a bit of a pasting as well. So they've only we'll got one. They'll have someone's backside. You're not doing me. Well, to yeah, be fair. of course. But you know, beat City, it's all sorted. So. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'd, I'd like I'd like the players to be on, in the mindset if they if they don't beat City that they they owe sort of Bournemouth and Wolves one. Given, Absolutely you know, right. Well, yeah. well, Wolves beat us at home and Bournemouth have beat us twice away and, and let's be honest guys they, they've got they've got some really good players but they shouldn't be beating us and um, you know I, I think if we really put the application in in the three games where we've been beaten by them this season like we did against Brighton we probably wouldn't have lost them three games and it's all ifs and buts but I think it'd be nice if they thought in their head that the, you know the, there's a bit of revenge because that I think that that's sort of healthy um, you know going into them last two games because um, you know they're not going to have the same bite that they usually have because the, you know, the. Having said that, though, when we play Fulham the other week, everyone thought Fulham were on the beach and they beat us three one. So you know, I think we need to just just ensure the mentality is right, and, and I think we, we'll be be fine and stay up. I, I, I think we'll get four points from the last three games, that but I think that'll be enough to see us stay up. Yeah, if we get four points from it three games, enough, I yeah. think that'll be enough. I don't. I'm not going to say it. When you look at the other teams, they've all got tough games as well. It wouldn't surprise me if, I mean, someone said before, it could be a scenario where none of the bottom four win another game and, and Everton survive. I look at Leicester and Leeds and go, they could easily not win another game. And Forrest, we can't rely on that. We, we've got to do yeah. something. But I think you're right. I think four points keeps us up. I, I agree. And um, if we have to, for me anyway, um, if we have to get, be guaranteed one thing, not, I don't mean goals and things, yeah, yeah. it could be, no more unforced errors between now and the end of the season. Just get through this. Because they're what's killed us in yeah. recent games. Absolutely. Um, so, and, and we didn't see anything close to that at the weekend. Mm. So, I think if Mina plays, I think for the last three games, I think there'll be very little unforced errors. I mean, he's he's out of contract and he, he'll go only. Mm. But um, yeah. I think he's just he just he gives everyone around them so much confidence to sort of do what they need they can do i'm i'm not i'm not so sure we'd have scored five goals if he wasn't in the team because i think he allowed the the midfield to sort of express themselves a bit more and 
you know, sort of give Tarkovsky, et cetera, a bit more confidence as well. So, you know, we'll deal with it in the summer when he goes. We need to to look at the defensive situation, et cetera. But, um, you know, it, it's just nice to, to be positive for once, isn't it? And, and not look, look at the, the negatives, really. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. And excluding Seamus, he's the only on-field leader we've seen for yeah. many a long time on that pitch. So, yeah, all good. Good one, mate. Good one. Nice one, David. Great show, guys. Cheers, mate. Take care. Take care, mate. See you, pal. Toronto. David's right there. I mean, it's a bit like you doing your crying in. Mm. You you know, 3-0 up and you're trying not to get too carried away. And um, we we, we could get carried away with optimism. Absolutely. We need to be cautious not to get carried away with, you know. Because it does transfer to the players. Of course. Listen, Sunday is, is the tougher games you can have. Yeah. You know, it's as simple as the best team in the land, they could quite possibly end up the best team in Europe mm. this season. Treble. We've got to stick and fight and battle. And if we put a performance in and the knock we get beat. Fair enough. So be it. We get we get beat by a better team. Mm. Can't lose the momentum. That Brighton result has given us a momentum. We've just scored seven goals in two away games. We've we could have beat Leicester five one by it up. Five three. Yeah. They had good chances, but we could have scored five at Leicester, we had the chances. If we take that same kind of thing to Wolves, we can beat Wolves. We can beat Wolves, who, who will be, who are safe now. So it's haven't quite got the same jeopardy as what we've got. So we give ourselves that opportunity. I think that's massively important. I agree. Uh, the Blues is arguably only Rashford's been better than Matoma. Yeah, Rashford has been absolutely fantastic as well this season. Absolutely. No question about it. Um, just got to go on. Yeah. We've just got to, we've just got to, from our perspective, it, it, the, the big thing for me is we've given ourselves such a good chance now. Whereas a few weeks ago, you were still looking. After Fulham, I'll be honest, I walked out the Fulham game thinking, "That's it, we're gone. Because with the, the response shocked me when they went 2-1 up. It just, there was nothing. There was absolute, it was just flat. And then Newcastle was just Newcastle when they went 2-1 was just like, wow, where's this, where is the fight, where's the thing, and everyone was feeling sorry for themselves, and you looked at them and like, well, we can't get anything here in these, I know Newcastle are a good side, but then two home, you know, we lost three of the last four home games. Do you win then? So would you win? So, you know, you never, you never ever know. You can't help, it's, no inev- it's inevitable, isn't it? You can't help. Is anyone waiting? Yeah, okay. okay. But you can't help thinking about the points we've given up against the teams around us. Yeah, it's absolutely... Be mid-table. It's frustrating. Uh, Ricky Kane on the Super Chat. Thank you very much, Ricky. Much appreciated. Says, a great result on Monday. It was so nice to watch an Everton team thrash another side. Feeling a lot more confident about staying up now. Up to top. Absolutely, Ricky. Wasn't it lovely to see Everton go out and just thrash them? Because you see other teams have these wins and you go, we never do that. You know, when Palace went to Leeds and won 5 1 the other week, and I was thinking, imagine Everton doing that. We've just done it to one of the best sides in the league. Absolutely. So, come on, Everton, come on. You've sucked me back in with confidence, and I don't, you know, I'm trying to just play it all down. Uh, we've got George. I'm going to do this one, then Ped's going to sub me. So, let's have a little listen to what George's got to say. Good evening, George. Hey there. Um, good evening. Uh, I'm, or, well, good afternoon, where I am. Where are you calling from? Uh, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, Canada. Beautiful. How are you? Are you good? Uh, I'm I'm good. Uh, I'm very good. <laughs> I mean, like, look at that. Uh, I mean, we just wrecked a team. 
and we did it away from home. We don't do either of those. <laughs> Correct. Correct. What? I, this is the same team, the same club that's been taking us all to school on things like player recruitment, on scouting, on player management, on the on making folks completely interchangeable. I mean, like, it's like the Borg. They just, like, go to various parts of the world and assimilate folks, and then they're part of the collective. <laughs> a really good collective. They are. And we made them look like chumps. Mm. They were in shock, weren't they? Who is this strange team in pink? What have they done with Everton, and can they keep doing it? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. I, I can't answer what they've done with Everton, but I hope they keep doing it, because it was... Absolutely fantastic! I was, you know what? Said this the other day. I was absolutely made up for the likes of John, who'd who's gone all over the the country this season and oh, has had shit. and that has was... had nothing really. They had one win on ironically on the south coast. Indeed, at yeah. Southampton, Southampton uh, we yeah. got a full on together, and we thought we'd won that one till an offside mm-hmm. flag came up. But I was made up for those Evertonians who've who've done it or and, and have done it continually over the years to go and have a day like that where where you it, they haven't battled and hung on for a two one scrappy win and it's it given it all that they've seen five goals and they've seen Everton could have had more against but but also not against the fifteenth place team with not much to do. Against a team who were flying, who've just won the last two home games without conceding a goal, mm. scoring seven. And we've just gone there and put five past them. So I, for the, the fans who were fabulous, they were so noisy for them. I was delighted for that. Absolutely made up for them. Made up for myself, obviously, but made up for that because it was uh, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, and this Brighton side, I still think they're going to make a UECL. And I hope they do because they would be a positive statement for the kind of things they've been doing mm-hmm. in the league. Probably and if and maybe if we get the kind of changes we're looking for off season, maybe there is an example that the new administration could learn from. Absolutely, me and John. Have, I mean, John, as you you know, you may have seen. Well, you will have seen. You know, we do the the business with playing on on the uh, Premier Trophy TV Premier. And John, we're always discussing how can Everton get this recruitment right. How can Everton mm. turn this football club into? Maybe more Brighton and Brentford, like where is the recruitment's better and it gets you higher up the league. But John, they they have all. I know it's easy when things are going well to go. We should be exactly like them, but there's certainly of elements of them that Everton can learn from, isn't it? In terms of the recruitment, turning players over, buying them for five and selling them for forty, mm. that kind of thing, which all gets that positive spin going. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Uh, I, I don't think either of those clubs do something. A secret source, you mm. know, it's mm. it's it's not rocket science, mm. which is why you can have so many. And I'm not being disparaging of anyone, but there's so many amateurs who could probably do a better job than Everton have been doing, based on what we see. Yeah, and and we don't know, of course, what the recruitment team, what the data scientists, and so on and so on have yeah. been recommending. Should we say? Of course. Yeah. Um, I, when it's so far off what it should be. And I think we've talked about this, as you say, when we do the business talks, that it, to me, it's our inability to make decisions mm. um, in a timely way or yeah. to get interference from outside, be it the yeah. owner or, or whatever. And I, and I think those things actually aren't going to be fixed without 
changing the people. You know, my soundbite yeah. changes people or change the people. Yeah. I think the people I've, we're talking about, which are fundamentally the board and, and some of their direct reports, mm. have had plenty of time to change for the good. And they're right. not changed for the good, therefore they need to be changed. Yeah. And I think, my friend, you know, what you're saying is spot on. And I think come, come the close of the season, we have to see not just clearly we'll see uh, changes on the sporting side because players will go and players will come in course, and so on. Yeah, yeah. But the off-field side of it really needs positive change, and 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 you know one or two. I mean, we might just have one magnificent announcement where everyone goes, "Oh my God, never saw that come in." That guy is absolutely sensational, and he's you know he's going to make the world a better place, mm. and that gets you some momentum and buys some time with the fan base to do to do what will be quite revolutionary changes in the in the leadership. Yeah. So yeah, I think so. I don't think I don't think it's secret what they're doing, and I suspect we're not as far off the pace in actually doing the if you like the research and, and that sort of stuff uh, as we might fear. I think it's just we just need to be smarter at making decisions, and part of that smartness is making them quickly. So yes. um, let's see. Sadly, yeah. unfortunately, we have to wait and see. But um, making early player decisions, were, they should have been made already, actually. Absolutely. So, it's, yeah. uh, it's amazing that it's amazing. But yeah, the another thing is, uh, yeah, I when the Newcastle, when we had the Newcastle result and when, when with Isaac.mp4, with the amazing 45 minutes against the run of play goal in our net, despite all that, I thought we were hosed and I was ready to basically duck out of paying attention to Everton until the end of, until like Gee. October or something. <laughs> so, but, but um, well, I guess not, huh? Uh, I mean, we're we're not completely out of it, but we yeah. can see the way out from here. And oh, hey, cat! Um, I, that was just my cat. Uh, you <laughs> know, what's uh, name? Prim. She's Brent. cute. Prim. 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 Oh, fair enough. Sounds Hello, like Prim. A, that sounds like a girl cat. Yeah. Here I am, and yes, she is. And uh, it's. I mean, and I had this uh, thing that I like to like to that I like to bring up and talk with say Twitter folks and others called the F O O K H E D O meter with six different, le- with multiple different levels sound, which will never reach until we're confirmed safe, a bit nervy, oh. a mad one, this, which is where we are now, booked, completely on its ass and, and uh, absolutely devil and com- drowning its own shite. And where we were after new Newcastle, Driving its own shite with the fucking battery ram. What's that? I'm going up from the. We just knew that. This is. And, uh, this is right going to be the clip for. George, George, George is hilarious yeah. with the win, isn't he? He is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and it's amazing how we've managed to recover from that kind of state. We should never have gotten to where we were the second time in a row. That's, that's, no. that's a joke. No, but right, right now, we're just riding our recovery from that situation. Yeah, absolutely. And once if once we're confirmed safe, I think the best I think the best, most accurate response should be just clapping just a brief clap for the performance that led to that safety and then simply walking out of the simply walking out of the day and then calling for change. And calling for those changes that we needed for a long time. Once out of the 
once out of the grounds. I think I, I think you're being up. I think people. I I I understand the sentiment. I just think too many people will have had too many sleepless nights and and spent a long ass months worrying about whether we'd stay up to just go. Oh, right, I'm going. I think there would be an outpouring of relief, but you're absolutely right. What what I think can happen is us to go, yay, we stayed up, everything's all right now, and it will all be sorted and walk out. However, I do also think there will be changes this summer. Yeah, yeah I think that the changes are inevitable yeah, now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But but I think there's also another thing, which is um, go talking about you know the, what the fans have done again this mm. season and yeah. so on. If there was any doubt on what the fans' view is of what needs to happen, then the best environment, I suppose, for that to happen, consistent with what you've just suggested, my friend, is that we get confirmed safe away to Wolves. Yeah, We all have a rip-roaring time after that game. And then we come to the last game knowing we're staying up. Apart from the fact none of us will be stressing, yeah? Which would be nice, wouldn't Then it? there'll be an ideal opportunity for, for the wider fan base and the campaigns and stuff like that to make it crystal clear what you just said, Baz, mm. which is, guys, just because we've stayed up doesn't mean we think everything's rosy in the garden. Because mm. that can't be our aim. We cannot keep, sure. you know, going to this well yeah. and expecting to get one. away with it. Yeah. Because we have, if we stay up, we'll have got away with it two years oh, in a row. More um, so this year, uh, won't it? Very much more so this year. And, and the rotating door of managers and all sorts of things, it's just got to stop. And, and players. And players, of course. But it has got to the point where nothing less than changing the people is going to be uh, appropriate. So, But let's keep the focus on winning the games first. And, oh, entirely. Uh, and, uh, I... but, but I'm with you, Baz. And sorry, my friend. I'm not just going to stand there and clap if we've mm. just stayed up with a a 97th minute winner at Goodison Park. <laughs> God's sake, don't invade the pitch this time. It's yeah, but again, I get it last year, but human nature, don't it's Honestly, like, it's I, I get it, I get it, and you're saying, I do, I understand. I know it's again. easier said than done. It is, and the sentiments of that, but when the, when you, the pressure is palpable like it is, it's, you can cut it with a knife. This is, people it's it's too it's the outpouring of emotion it's too easy to go oh, i wouldn't do that but in the moment you do but you're right as well we shouldn't be celebrating staying up we, we relief absolutely we have to get away from it being our only aim is to not be in a relegation battle a couple of years ago we were talking about trying to qualify for the See champions you. league and two years later we're on our second relegation battle so, 10 managers later. Exactly. So we, <laughs> there has to be a, a source yeah. of stability and it has to be as soon as possible. And like you say, a lot of what you're saying is correct, but you've also got to look at the human nature and the human worry. Of course. Because that's what football guess... is, isn't it? That's what football is. It's a it is that, yes. Uh, it, it and the, I'd say a lot of other sports. I don't follow uh, most other sports, but yeah, football for sure. But, but football stands out for me probably because of, it's the sport I follow. If I followed basketball, I'd probably know some more in basketball. Yeah. Mm. Uh, also, uh, the the thing about the thing about all that is uh, maybe I'm also a little bit more detached because I don't live in the city. Mm. I'm like two thousand kilometers away across <laughs> the Atlantic, and yeah. that tends to that's why I don't feel it as intensely. Maybe, but I'm still I'm still a toffee. I'm still of course you're that. Of course oh, you're that. It's just, it's just that it is that issue of 
it's it's just difficult to to say to people don't don't react in that way because it that palace thing was i said i never wanted to have to go through it again for everton because you shouldn't have to but it was still an incredible game of football to be at and the scenes at the end were incredible they were I've seen Everton win the league and have them kind of things, beat Bayern Munich, FA Cup wins, Cup winners, Cup wins, charities, all of the, all of that great stuff. That good, the good stuff. But the Florida, who can forget the Florida Cup? The emotion the after winning that and the Australia Cup, you know. But but it it when your relief is there and you can just go for three months, well, for a year, isn't it? For a year, I can. We're a Premier League team again, which is terrible that we should have to say it. And, and this oh, is why we're calling for change. This is why absolutely. people are marching. This is why people are saying there has to be changes at our football club. When it happens in that moment, you, you, your emotions overwhelm you. It's nearly 30 years since we invented the phrase, never again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so. we won the cup the year after, so we maybe. So, who knows? Who knows? Ned's got us winning the league after Brighton next year, so you never, <laughs> ever know. You never ever know. Jesus, what is that? <laughs> Gone full Leicester. Doing Newcastle without having to drown ourselves in oil. Exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But Leicester did it. Baz would take the oil money, wouldn't you? Oh, God. If he got me a league or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just take you a few on five ones. I'd just take a few more Mondays. Is that why you're in the upper bullens? So you never have the temptation to, to run, run on, on the pitch. pitch yeah. Although Zach did say to me, can we go down again on the pitch? I was like, oh, mate, it's boss from up here. Look, there's Ped. Because Ped was waving to me on the pitch, of course, but it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, I'd need a ladder to get over the hordens, wouldn't I? So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and last year, last well, it, it's also it's still a far cry from like last year when I honestly thought some folks that I recognized would probably have ended up in Walton because we would have gotten the bad ending last year yeah. and things would have gotten ugly, ugly. Mm. Like Saint Etienne ugly, Caritaro. Well, maybe not Caritaro ugly, but Saint Etienne ugly, mm. uh, Frankfurt ugly. <laughs> yeah. Put it this way: Bournemouth will be intimidated if they if we need anything from that game. Yes, won't be. So let's not do it. Let's do it. Let's do it before then. Let's yes, let's please. get something Sunday and go to Wolves and smash them. Yeah. And go bats for the ninety-six minute winner at Goodison, your shit bags. Yeah. Let's get the win there. <laughs> yeah. And then we can we'll, all yeah, we'll chill out. <laughs> yeah, we'll nick a we yes. will nick a win off of you in the last twenty minutes. Exactly. Compared to you, your place. Exactly. How about that? That's George, that I am with you there. I can fully I'm fully chilled up finish there. on that. I That's think, a great yeah. way to finish. Is, yeah. Go there and nick that win off there. Yeah. You enjoy it. We we talked Brighton on us, yeah. after they made a pool of us at our place, and everyone was very, very pissed off. Yeah. There aren't as many Brighton fan channels. Luke Links. Luke Links was mostly chill about it. Okay. Uh, but and that's okay. Not every team has a ridic- has a large fan channel thing going on. Brentford doesn't, and mm. Brentford doesn't have to have it if it doesn't. That's why it. Evertonians are so lucky to have Toffee TV. Yeah. <laughs> we're just all loons, Evertonians, yeah, that's just the way it is. That's but we the way are, we're so active on social media we're and all that. Yeah. Ridiculous. We're yeah. ready. That's yeah. the thing about Evertonians, we're all friggin' ridiculous. Imagine <laughs> if something went, we saw, yeah, we saw Monday, and that was the overriding thought, and I'm going to, I'm on a, 
binion out your because I really Thank do you. need a toilet break. But all I would say is, I sat there on Monday and said, This is what it must be like supporting a good side and these seeing these wins, you know what yeah. I mean? Because we've, the wins, we've been not, so starved of it. The emotions, though. No, but, they, but yeah. imagine. You've been able to go and see that two or three times a season away, 5 1 here, destroying. Well, back in the day, every week. Oh, no, every day. Listen, we've seen them at the best, and yeah. that, was, that was great, but it's going to be interesting. Right, George, I'm going to bring you now. So, thank you very much for uh, calling from 2,000 kilometres away or whatever it was in Nova Scotia. And make sure you uh, call us again. Take care, mate. Cheers, mate. There you go, big George. Here's the sub. Ed throws on. Who knows what can happen now? What? Shut up. It's his camera. Yeah. Why didn't you tell people that? Didn't you tell? You're supposed to be the producer. I don't know why I put my headphones on. You're supposed to be the producer. You're setting a terrible example to Gemma. The same wave, What's a wave page. page. What's a wave page? What's a wave page. Okay, you stop talking about your length. Nothing to talk about, is it? No, nothing to talk about there. Uh, yeah. Any more callers, Ned? Yeah, Brian's on. Any more callers, Ned? Ah, only messing. Get Brian on. Come on, Bry. Is he on? Oh, so he's supposed to. Be Evening, people. Go on, Bry. You're right, mate. Yeah, fine, fine. Well, fine. Of course, very fine. Good, fine. good, Mighty good. Fine, mighty fine. After Monday, just I before just like we say a win. just before we get into the football, you are in Sweden. So, are you? How excited are you for Eurovision? Uh, I can go and vomit. Oh, hang on, isn't it like? Isn't it like the Swedish it's, national? It's like this: this Eurovision song contest. Size. If I had a twelve guests for a three, you know, four meal dinner, yeah. I would rather wash the dishes and all the pots and pans than watch that garbage. But isn't it like the national pastime in Sweden? It is. They love it over here. They're crazy. Yeah. They all beat up and get dressed up in silly clothes and have a sing and a dance and consume oh, copious amounts of alcohol. That sounds like an amazing time. What, what's wrong with you, Bray? It's awful. It's not. No, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm not having yeah. this. I'm not having Eurovision is amazing. Well, number one, I'm it's quite amazing. Glad number, that you are having it. And number two, it's quite in literally. Liverpool, and it's going to be the best one ever, and there's nothing you can I do know. about it, Brian Garside. And you're very welcome to it. <laughs> yeah, but if you... But if, the thing is about this thing is, Sweden is probably the only country which actually wants to win it. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, mate. Liverpool really wanted it. It is absolutely booming here, so... A host city is one thing, but now to, to they actually go through rounds of competition to qualify to be chosen. Boss, mate. It really oh, is awful. Come on, get excited about it. Go on, what have you got to say anyway? Uh, well, I'm going to drop your name twice, actually. Go on. Uh, on uh, firstly, uh, the Brighton. Mm. Uh, let's not get carried away. Hey? We're Evertonians. We know what this club can do to us. Mm. Absolutely. Right, so we get that done. Um, the big tac- tactical change I noticed was clever was uh, Iwobi and um, McNeil dropping deeper mm. to cover the fullbacks. Yeah. We were both getting uh, getting the bums whacked, uh, which is very good. I'd like to see that. Should we stay up? It's pure, I would say, is down to Pickford more than anyone else over the season mm. with his performances. Um but that's not why I'm really phoning. I'm glad John's there because I'm going to go on to a point which is covered uh, 
well, got an American on earlier. The book Toffee Soccer. Oh, yeah. I know John's got it because his name's in the back of it. Mm. Uh, and even what annoyed me, I was reading the chapter about why they be chose Everton or became Evertonians or why they'd be chosen. And it really got me rather annoyed because it's all about being the plucky underdog yeah. that got fighting to get to the top mm. and to to become the best. Well, then, when John and I started supporting and even you and Baz, yeah, we yeah. were the best. Yeah, yeah. We were the one of the yeah, top yeah. dogs. We were one that we've taken the march and you know we were respected and looked up to and players were queuing up to come and play for us. And what's happened? Mm. No, Where I, are we now? I agree, mate. And I agree. It, was touch, it was touched on this this afternoon. I was listening to the podcast on the Cardinal way home. Uh, um, said about uh, the Premier League and the amount of money that certain clubs got more than uh, certain clubs got more money than others because of live appearances. Yeah. And uh, one the but where are we now? Mm. Where are we now? We're fighting relegation year after year. Yeah, we should be one of the top clubs. We are one of the top dogs. That's where we've always been through our history, apart from a couple of seasons. No, and where are we now? No, no, fighting relegation. Yeah, I get, I get a lot of stick for my maybe the standards I, I, I believe Everton Football Club should be set at. But you know, John and Baz were alluding to it there. It, it, it's almost like a joke. It's among some fans of like you're not allowed to have aspirations or think you should be doing it something you've just said actually is a key point and it wasn't something that i that sort of got brought to my attention i'm sure john will come in on this now but you know the the financial um gain that is that is given to clubs just for being live on telly is is a disgrace yeah i know it's been going on for since the premier league started but it was only something that hit me recently when i was like this is just this is just You've basically fashioned the league the way you want it by putting certain teams on. You were the most popular people who sit at home and watch it, so therefore you're just aiding those people more and more and more. It's just not, it's just nonsense. That's to me. Oh, Would it not be better to view it as the the entire the Premier League is the whole product? Yeah, yeah. And all the finances should be shared equally. That's the way I believe. Yeah, but maybe John's uh, it's like as opposed to Spain. Where two clubs get just about everything, yeah, mm. uh, and is... that is why they are the only two clubs. Well, there's... and even though they are assisted financially in other ways, in other aspects, uh, which we won't go into, uh, politics. It's clearly, it's clearly uh, not fair. It's not sport. Go on, John. Well, there's a couple of things about that, isn't it? The last bit, perhaps, address that first. We say it's not fair. It's not sport. Um, you know, the team who finishes top gets more money than people team who finishes bottom that's fair to me yeah that's fair i've right. no no no, so, no issue so, with that, so that part of it um the actual being on tv bit is, is a difficult one because of course the rights holders no matter where they are in the world are, are, are buying the rights because they want their own business to grow mm. imagine sky if they just lost premier league football oh, yeah, yeah. you know and it's the advertising that which they will i think in the next three or four years yeah well they need their own streaming service don't they premier league but um their own you know their own advertising that they do mm. the, the the attraction to their channels the packages they sell blah 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 and it's just a fact of um competitive environments yeah. that if if manchester united are actually got the biggest fan base in the world perhaps 
certainly amongst Premier League clubs, then you want to get as many of them as you can. And the best way to get as many of them as you can is by having them on telly. And you only have to look at their, their, their games always live on yeah. the FA Cup, for example. Mm. Now, it does create, um, once you've got competitive advantage through, through money, mm. you do end up with a step, don't you, a gap where you look at, unless they have really poor seasons like Chelsea are having now, mm. certain clubs are always going to finish in the top six. Therefore, by definition, they're always going to get more money than all the other clubs. Mm. Yeah, A, because they're in the top six where the best money comes from. B, because they'll have been in, in the competitive situation. Therefore, they're more of the games and yeah. so on. And and But ultimately, you get turkeys voting for Christmas, which yeah, is crazy course, because yeah. the Premier League is owned by its, its clubs. So the shareholders are the clubs. Mm. And they could just have a vote and say, we're going to change this so it's distributed equally. And yeah. they don't because no. what they actually feel, and I think they may be nearer to right than wrong, is that if the Super League happened and these so-called big, my treacherous six walk away, then the value of the um, Premier League rights would go down. Mm. Sky would play less, BT would play less, do everywhere would play less. But there'd be a normalisation as well. Yeah. There'll be a normalisation, and I think over a reasonable period of time, the competitive nature of the Premier League would actually get enhanced. Mm. Therefore, the games would become more exciting. The, champ the Premier League title itself wouldn't be one or two clubs running away from everyone else. It could be what the relegation thing's like now. You know, a few games from the end, pay many th three from six or seven or, or, or whatever it might be. But they haven't got the testicular to do that. No, There's too many um, vested interests, not just the actual clubs themselves, but the employees within the clubs who all get paid too much simply because they work for a Premier League club, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And and I think, Brian, you, you nailed it when you said it's about the Premier League as a product that yeah. that these businesses are interested in rather than as a competitive... Mm. It's, it's wrong to say not as a competitive thing because mm. the competitive thing is what brings some of the excitement and all those sorts of things. But they clearly want Manchester United to be in and around the top... Mm top of the league, winning cups and so on because of the fan base that they bring with them. And that's where it'll be interesting if they do go to a streaming platform because then all the games will be live mm. and therefore... They'll find out who's really attractive. Well, well, yeah, and you won't need... you, But you won't need a team. Every team will be live, so therefore mm. there won't be any extra money for being live. There won't be any, any extra... I'm sure there'll still be like the, the game of the weekend or maybe every single game will have a time slot. But you won't have that thing of like, well, we're on, so we get extra money. I think money. you will. I think you will. All the games will be live, and they'll say, Man United's game always has twice as many viewers as all the other ones. Therefore, Man United will say, we want more money. Yeah, but they don't have a right to it, though. Do no, you? They don't have a right, but if the dumb schmucks who, turkeys who vote for Christmas, the other 14 clubs vote for it, mm. you know, because, ooh, we're scared of them going away, yeah, then... It's just cutting the pie in a slightly different way. Well, they're already getting that, aren't they, from the international money? The top that well, that that, that, that was yeah. that was the wedge between yeah, them. That was to the say, thing. well, international growth, um, we get more of that. Yeah, mm. um, I mean, just put all the money in a pot and just say, yeah. the team who's on top of the league at the end of the season gets two hundred million. The team who's on the bottom gets fifty, and you're on your way. Now you rightly go because they've already got that disparity that's yeah. been long established. Just do a reverse grids thing where the bottom team gets the most money. That'd be yeah, cool. yeah, well, that would be actually, that would yeah. be like, yeah, that'd be your American sports, wouldn't it? It would. Equivalent. Level, yeah. You don't get the first pick in the in the, in the the draft. 
but actually you get more money than everybody else. That's right. But imagine, imagine Everton, like, right now, we're, we're like, we don't really want to move. This place is the best place to be because we'll get the most money. Well, you'd but... need rules to make sure that that yeah, extra yeah, money has yeah. to be reinvested in your team rather than just go into the shareholders' pockets. But, I mean, if a lot of the American owners get their way, then all these clubs are going to become incredibly profitable. Yeah, well, they are already. Uh, and and the then we'll be complaining that the money's actually going out of the game then, you know. But the, pro- the problem is, just like you mentioned, like Chelsea at the moment, it's that thing, isn't it, of like, oh, we can't be here because not only are we out of the Champions League places, but we're, we're way down on the what our finances are. Oh, totally. And then so next year, they'll pump even more money in. And then the risk factor are even more because of how much, much, how much more money they've pumped in. And that's the worry, isn't it, that you will get that. Do you know what's going to be shocking? Um, it- what will be shocking, and you're right about Chelsea, because mm. clearly that's, uh, you know, they've got the money, but you're still going to allegedly have profit and sustainability yeah. and yeah. financial fair play and things, is when a club the size of Chelsea are going to be in breach of that, they'll change the rules. Well, yeah. And that'll be shocking. Could be happens. soon. Could be yeah. soon. And it, 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 Well, it's overdue, isn't it? So. Yeah. Good point, though. Go on, Bray. Uh, basically, when I'm living abroad and meeting people from all different nations, I've done any travels, because what attracts you about English football? Why do you have a team? The thing comes back to, well, it's exciting. Mm. Okay, why is it exciting? Because everybody can more or less beat everybody yeah. on the day. So therefore, you're not playing at the start of the season, okay, these four teams can win it and these six teams can go down. You see, well, any of these eight or nine teams could win it because the, the, the teams are cl- more closely together in terms of quality of uh, of players and squads and whatever. And so making it more exciting mm. will attract more supporters mm. to all clubs. Yeah, true. Yeah. Now, that is the basics of English football. That's where it's grounded on. That's what's made it popular in the first place. Mm. And what I think has happened is that because of the uh, uh, forced popularity, kind of go that way, that the that actually the Premier League's shooting itself in its foot. It's ruining its own product by making it an elite, a small elite group. Mm. It's making it less competitive. It makes the games less exciting. Yet Monday, look at the, the results at the weekend. Wow. Why was that? Because you've got teams who are quite similar in their levels. You go for it. Go to win the game. Yeah. It's not like watching uh, United, uh, Real Madrid and Man City last night. You know, there was times that I was watching 22 professional men standing still mm. and two players passing the ball back and forth yeah. to each other. Yeah. I mean, come on. If that's the best they can do. Can't. I know it's okay they cancel each other out and tax, blah, blah. But the thing is, you should not have 22 players standing still on a football pitch at any level unless it's Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's be honest, Mindy. I'm going to watch my lad player. He kicks off in half an hour, and I'll tell you, these guys turn up and they go for it. They do whatever they can. They're not the best condition in their lives, but you know what? They do what they can mm. and they move. They don't stand still if they don't have to. Yeah. And it's it's this is what you want to see. You want to be you want to see competitive matches mm. because, they, as I said, the more competitive the games. The more excited the audience, which will of course the, the thing grow. is, no, Bri, 
thing is though, just going back, just you talking about City and Real Madrid. I never watch first legs of games because I just don't see the point. Yeah, so maybe we have to get to a place where we're not. Because whether that or Eurovision. Oh, Eurovision is so, amazing, mate. I won't, I won't take that kind of slander. <laughs> I just won't take that kind of slander. Eurovision's amazing. I don't watch the first half of the live games when I'm not there. You know, I watching be, it on they, telly. They, they honestly, first leg I never watch. Comes in, but you know. It was not on Eurovision, so there's no contest. I watched Eurovision last time, not asked. Um, So, what I would say, but the Premier League generally gets what it wants, and what it wants is what it's got this season, which is a very, very competitive league with your Brentfords of the world, your Brightons of the world, your Newcastles of the world doing really, really well. But in those last final weeks, the the establishment creeps back. Look at Liverpool this season. Yeah. This is almost a perfect season Striding for, like, for Sky. Four. It yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah. Because what if they're not yeah. in the top like one or two? This this is what Sky wants and other TV channels. They want Liverpool struggling and then going for that last run, ten and, in a row, and then suddenly yeah. it's Man United versus um, Liverpool for the final place. Well, I'm gone. Newcastle are not safe. Well, actually, they like Newcastle, but wouldn't it be great if Man United or Liverpool got third? The other one got fourth, and then Newcastle just missed out. Oh, the heartbreak. And then the summer, they'll have to go and spend loads of money and have another go next season. That's exactly what the TV wants. They want a brilliant storyline, but but all the familiar people go into the places at the end. Cause that, and that's them. That's, totally agree. that's a perfect year for Sky, that. Yeah, so, totally agree. You know, we've uh, seen that the last But my original point but um, Premier League um, needs someone out the top six to win it again. Yeah, definitely. Just yeah. to just to refresh it. Yeah. <laughs> so if they're going to fiddle it, fiddle it so we win it. Yeah. Yeah. Honest. Uh, I think maybe a point for juicy topic. Something is my original point of why people chose Everton yeah. and being the underdogs. But we were the best. Yeah. We should be up there. And as as you said, that the football is um, governed, if you want to put that way, by uh, the uh, Vested interest to see to make sure that certain large clubs, clubs with large supporter groups, are always up and around mm. semi-finals, finals, sure. top of Europe. Uh, I'm, I'm no argument with that at all. Full agreement. Uh, I suppose the, that, it annoys me. Intensely. The only thing I would say, but I do agree with you completely. I do hate the way Everton are seen, not from the outside as such, but from its own fan base, which almost looks down on people for wanting that ambition or thinking we did not not that we we don't deserve no team deserves anything so on one hand that it does annoy me all that when people are like well what do you expect or whatever and blah 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 but the other side of it football has changed over the years you know you did get your, your agree, you got your preston north end your huddersfields these clubs who were huge and then the next minute they're not huge and hopefully that's not where got what not where we're heading but football now, you used to say it went round and you know went round and it was cyclical. It went round in yeah. circles, but now those circles are getting really big, really, really big. And then you're getting the new people on the block, aren't you, with your Man Cities and your Chelsea's? And I'm going to say new people on the block. But that wouldn't be allowed anymore. Yeah, that's it. But let's not forget that we talk about the Sky Six, don't we? Yeah, yeah. It used to be a Sky Four. Yeah. So why can't it be a Sky Eight? Which is what yeah. Brian says. Top yeah. half are all up for winning the thing, and the bottom half yeah. are all up trying to avoid. Well, they're gonna have, if they want that, something's gonna have to change though. And and I last year I spoke about the possibility of having like playoffs for that last European space. Yeah, they're gonna have to change something fundamentally. Champions League, one you mean? 
No, no, for the last, say, the last European place. Oh, the Europa League. So Europa League, or, or whether it's conference. conference. I'd have a playoffs to keep everybody interested. Everyone all, in the top half. Everyone, well, it could go down to, you know, if you look at the league Anyone table. Stays up. It could be, yeah, but it could be. I mean, it'd be, mm. this year it'd be what to, like, say, Chelsea. Mm. Imagine Chelsea had an opportunity now to still get in Europe. They'd be, f- every game, tooth and nail. And then when they play Forest on Saturday, you're, you're thinking, Chelsea have got something to go for here. This isn't like... An e- I know it's not going to be an easy game anyway, but mm. you're looking at thinking, these have got something to go for. Maybe that's what they're going to have to do, just change something to just keep everybody going to that mm. final game. So Quite possibly. Nice one, Bri. Good one, Brian. Go and watch your son's okay. game, mate. Is he going to win? <laughs> uh, you do all right tonight. Nice one. Good one. Good to speak to you, Bri. Take See care, you later, mate. mate. Take care, Take care Bye-bye. There you go. Um, Ned, what are you doing with that stick? Who's on? Are we talking? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking for the comments. I'm looking for the comments. Anyone in your um, waiting room? Ned's clocked off. Ned clocks off at half six. He's, he's look. He's literally trying to pass the baton. Um, the mighty bushes, the snakeful six. I mean, it's well, just... I like treacherous. Yeah, treacherous. Is... Could we have a poll or something, or just a, a whole program on what our favourite adjectives to describe that six? What's yours? <sighs> Begins with T, ends with S. It's got a W in it. So, saying no more. YouTube algorithm will there. Uh, will kick me off. <laughs> um... Let me just get back into the comments. Come on, Ped. I know, I know. I'm not used to, As I said last week, John, though, this is the club call, not the comments call. So I'm just taking my time to get some Ned can get someone on the co- on the lines. I'm doing it on purpose. If you're listening, you'll get through straight away right now. Dick L says, it's funny to hear fans talk about the Brighton win as something we never do. You can always tell how long somebody has supported Everton by comments like that because I've supported Everton 40 years. And my Everton do get wins like that. I think everyone has forgotten Everton is still a top five successful club and we need to return to the days when going away to a team like Brighton and easily beating them is not that is not that big of a deal. I hope some of these newer fans get the opportunity to support the real Everton that they deserve that. There you go. There you go. John, what was your can you remember what your first big away win was that you went to? I'm rubbish at remembering away games. Okay. So my first big away win that I can remember. Well, games full stop, I don't uh, remember. Was Manchester City. The f- end of the first Premier League season. We beat them 5-3. Is it 5-3 or 5-2? 5-2. 5-2. We were so comfortable that we took Nev off at our time and put Jason Keaton in. <laughs> I was standing. The Kipex was, part, like, at the end was partitioned and our fans were in the Kipex. It, it, we were, the, We were rain. Yeah, Kipex. We were rained on all day with pies and and and, and coins, and I was only it was my back of a band's bus first ever like away game with me mate. Um, I was only in what was I in? Second or third year of of senior school, uh, we and it was just a, one of the best away games. About fourteen. Ever uh, Sam and Ping, bit precky, doing the business. Oh, it was reminiscing it was, it was now, unbelievable. And then the second one was Sheffield Wednesday, away second to last game of the season. 95-96, Andre Kinchelskis Hatzik. We won 5-2 in that as well. Mm. Oh, what a day. All white kit. It was just beautiful. Absolutely destroyed them, we did. Beautiful. Um, I don't think I've been to any other away games where we got fives, but, but you know. Yeah, 
So they were they were, they were thirty years ago. Not bad. But, eh? but they were they were good days. They Not were good bad. days. Where you did see the occasional Everton away win. Glenn Oliver says QPR won, Everton five, Latchford got four. There you go. Let us know if you can remember. Right, we've got John on the line. Remember a home game. Boys, can you hear me? John, are you there? Hiya, John. Can you, yeah, can you hear me? Go on, yes, where, you, you where are you calling from, John? Just to educate the <coughs> listeners. And Be- the... Beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. There you go, St. Louis. St. Louis City, SC. St. Louis with the big, massive... Arch. Arch. And Nothing to do with McGowan. No. The home of people who have American football stadiums stolen from them. Uh, teams. Teams, sorry. Teams. teams. Well... Yes. Uh, well, twice. Yeah. It happened twice. There you go. The Cardinals and the Rams. So, but uh, anyway, well, um, you know, it's interesting. I actually wasn't planning on talking about this, but <laughs> you guys made some excellent points um, earlier with Bry. So, without telling my story again, because he kind of asked about whatever. Mm-hmm. So, the the analogy I can give is I basically chose Everton because it was a fixer upper, <laughs> right? So they we weren't in the Sky Four at the time, but. Don't know. It had a strong, proud history, so mm. it had to have both for me. Yeah, you know good. what I mean. So, because I mean, at the end of the day, it's more set. You know, is it more satisfying to inherit money or to earn it? Mm. You know, so that's just that's one mentality, I guess I could say. You know, everybody's going to come in at different times. I certainly don't fault any Americans who came in when we had Americans playing for us. That wasn't my deal. Mm. We had, you know, I came in post McBride and Precky and. Joe Max Less, uh, <laughs> and before, before before Tim Howard and uh, and Landon Donovan, so yeah. um, that wasn't the main driver for me. But like, if somebody says, "Hey, I started rooting for Everton because Landon Donovan or Tim Howard," I would, you know, that's fine. That more the merrier, right? Well, I should probably warn him against it, but um, you know, we're all going to do what we're going to do. But um, the other interesting point I think that you guys were making is about sort of the the money aspect of it. And I think both of you, but maybe especially John, I do find it ironic that. You know, America is seen as this bastion of you know unrestrained capitalism, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yet our sports leagues are the most socialist. socialist. I've said this lots of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 amazing, but but in a way, it's it's sneaky smart. It is, right? yeah. So it seems socialistic on the outside, no. but the NFL, as I think John made the point, or maybe maybe thought it was you, yeah. is they see the product as the league. Yeah, the whole thing. Not, yeah, but not the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, that's right. Yeah, the, you know what I mean, and. They want uh, parity, yeah, you know, or not parity in the sense that everybody's the same, mm. but parity of opportunity. So mm. you can see a team like the Jaguars, mm. right, owned by the guy who owns Fulham as That's well, right. yeah, yeah. who had the first pick in the draft two years ago, selected the right guy, um, got rid of their coach, got got a good coach in, and now all of a sudden they were in the playoffs last year, and now they're they're contending. So literally. Two years away from having, you know, a, a terrible season, they're now, you know, potentially going to be competing for championships. And mm-hmm. you know, to me, that's good because um, it's not about, you know, everybody's got their own brand. I mean, the Cowboys are a brand, but they make they make their extra money through merchandise sales and, and car park, right? car park, yeah, places. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, they don't make it through TV revenue, which is all split equally, and everybody has yeah. the same salary cap, so everybody can spend the same amount of money and. You know, I love both, um, but if I if if I could wave a magic wand and change one thing about the Premier League, I think it would be more equal distribution of, of revenue, and it would be some sort of a salary cap. I don't know how you make that work no. when you're or you when you're in a, a bigger market, which includes Europe. But but Europe also gives you an opportunity to like the Brightons and the Brentfords 
to get cheaper players who you've never heard of. It's interesting because um, just this morning before this came on, I was just browsing YouTube and there was a thing about Napoli who just won Serie A. Yeah. And I saw, I saw, it's not an exact comparison, but I did see some parallels, right? So, I mean, they hadn't won a championship since 1990. We hadn't won one since 87. Mm. But one of their supporters, they were interviewing and said, this is not, this, cha- this um, Scudetto is not a product of luck. It's a product of, wait for it, long-term planning. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. that's, that's ultimately what we're missing. And, you know, and so to sort of go against what I just said, there's no amount of revenue sharing or, you know, whatever that you could change that's going to fix when you have incompetent people mm. in places where they need to be competent. Mm. So, you know, that's that's sort of my take on it. So hopefully, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully we do. Man. You know, we have been making a lot of good hires. It does seem like, you know, sort of the Dan Rice's of the world and some of those announcements, they really slide under the radar. But that's that is how you build a back, you know, not a backroom staff. That's how that's how you build an uh, organizational mm. structure by bringing in people who are good at their jobs and putting them in a job and giving them the authority to do those jobs. That's and the key, that last I thing. hope. I hope that's the path we're on. Mm. So enough of the money part. So the, the other points uh, point I wanted to make was um, a, <clears throat> isn't it amazing how when Everton wins the air smells sweeter, food tastes better. <laughs> you can actually hear the birds singing. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's really incredible how my mood turned. And unfortunately I had to take a new job, which doesn't allow me to, to necessarily sit and watch the games because they're on during the day here. But it was just, I was so like incredibly anxious because not because of the situation, but because I'm trying to watch it on my phone. I'm trying to take my lunch break where I can watch the game. And literally I'm, I'm like walking outside to get when the game started to try to get a few minutes of, of the opening. And I don't know why I'm just at a premonition, but I was like, well, I want to watch the first like five minutes just in case something happens. And literally as I'm walking outside the ball, you know, the ball's in the net. And I was just like, wait, did that just happen? Like what's, <laughs> what's going on? So um, then final point um, in I'm going to take a cue from earlier, all caps, if, um, if we stay up, um, I may be, I may have a little bit more faith in youth and young players than most people do, but I would really, really love to sort of set down a principle of we're happy to pay money for players who are going to come directly into the starting lineup and are going to make an instant impact. Beyond that, I really want us to see Tom Cannon. I really want to see Ellis Sims continue to grow. I really want to see bring back Branthwaite, which you talked about, right? Who have, you know, in various different guises have proven themselves on loan. You know, even if even if they're just squad players who get who get time where they can get it, cup games, injuries, things like that. Um, I've said I've said for a long time, what's the point of having an academy if you're not going to promote these guys and put them, you know, again, not necessarily right into the starting lineup, but just put them in the squad and see them every day, see what they can do. I mean, that doesn't, we, we have an entire squad, you know, entire squad full of players who are way too much money earn way too much money and don't play. What is the point of that? We don't, we don't play in 12 competitions like Man City. You know what I mean? So thoughts on that. Go on, John. Works for me. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, long, um, long question, short yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, no, no. Um, it does work for me, but I think the key, and I think you alluded to it at the start, which is clearly you still go to the transfer market to buy players who can go straight into the 11 and make the 11 better. 
right. but you've also got to have a pathway for younger players because growing Correct. your own um, is, is a bit more cost-effective than the serial failures that we've had because e even if you are pretty good at what you do from a you know a, a buying of players perspective you're still going to not you know get 100 percent right every time mm. uh, and therefore mm -hmm. you, you look at the guys from across the park they've got a 50 million pound midfield player there who's gonna go at the end of his contract and he's done nothing while he's been here but if you've got big buying power and man city had numerous failures mm. you know in the sense of players didn't play and then they finished the contract and moved on so I think you do have to have a balance. And I think we talked about it on the channel last week about whether Sean Dyche was prepared to give youth a chance. You know, mm. forced into playing Patterson. After Leicester, he looked shocked that Patterson had played reasonably well, you know, which was astonishing when he says he watches players every day in training. But there you go. Mm. Um, and and we, we talked about earlier on in, the, in, in Club Call about we have got a smattering of young players already. Mm. But when you've got a Branthwaite out on loan, winning cups, playing in the Champions League, you've got to be able to sell him a pathway into the first team. What well. you want is, you want a Mason Holgate to go out the club or a Michael Keane to go out the club and a Branthwaite to replace Absolutely him. You want a right. Tom Davis to go out to the club and you want, um, you know, whoever, I don't know whether it's someone coming through uh, or what Lewis Warrington, let's just say. Just but, pick him. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? That's another one, yeah. That's Mills. what you want, isn't it? You want, you know, yeah. you want a Mopai to go out and you want Tom yes. Cannon to replace him on the... That's what you want, whether the whether they're good enough or not, we'll have to wait and see. But that's what you want. You want a, you want a, you want a, a Stanley Mills to be on the bench. Absolutely. Ra rather than a, a, a Gray, let's just say. You know, someone came in and gave us, like, said, I'll give you eight million, nine million pounds for Gray. The way where it is in the mo at the moment, you'd probably have to say, well, I'll take that money. And at first, you'd be surprised someone was offering it. Yeah, of course, yeah, it, yeah. But but then you say, well, yeah, I'll take that money and I'll put Stanley Mills on the bench. And 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 they're the, I think they're the smart choices we're going to have to make in the next year or so because the finances aren't great. You know, even if we stay in the Premier League, it's still going to be very, very tough next season to to um, bring in like real talent. Yeah, but we just said a few minutes ago that, you, we, again, the, the, the poor buying means we have players who are sitting on the bench who cost us 20, 25 yeah, million yeah. quid, maybe somewhere on fi between 50 and 100,000 pounds a week, and actually are pretty pissed off because they're not playing. Yeah. And there's a young, vibrant, hungry yeah, guy yeah. getting nowhere near it. Mm. And the match day squad is 20 players. Yeah. You know, the ninth substitution isn't going to get on the field. So why isn't he? the next big thing or you hope is the next big thing and a game like we just had against Brighton where you, you're 4-1 up with five minutes to go you can send a kid on can't you well, you yeah. really can and I um, on the way back home we listened to the radio on the way home from the Brighton game and one of the things on the channel was the ten, 10 of the top 12 players people ringing in who scored uh, the youngest players to score goals in the Premier League and in the top 10 three of them have played for Everton mm. right and yet we forget that yeah. And you've got to give people opportunity. Look what Ellis Sims did at Chelsea. Mm -hmm. if, if you bring that young player on and that's all he does all season and that gets you a point and that's the point that keeps you up, mm -hmm. then it was worthwhile, wasn't it? So so you're right. I think you need a plan, Ped, and you know, your call is right as well. It's yeah. got to be a Tom Davis is going out, yeah, yeah. who's coming in, and yeah. have a almost like a set of rules about who that mm -hmm. coming in player is, you age need, and, yeah. and, 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 you need to, and so on. That plan needs to be put in place. Ahead, should be in place ahead already. of time as well because oh, yeah, you yeah. don't want to. What, what what I mean by that is, you want to you want to be able to look at a player and say in in a year or two years he's going to be ready to go. 
and he's going to be a first teamer. So what I don't want to do is block his pathway by bringing in this player or exactly that player. Exactly right. You know, Evan could look at left backs in the summer, and who knows the the kid who was on the bench a few weeks ago could be within a year ready to be our first team left back. And you've just have you just blocked this path for the sake of a year? Mm-hmm. And I know people go well, I, but sometimes you've got to make those decisions, or Absolutely. you've got to, or you say, well, you know what, we'll bring in an experienced left back for a year. Do you know what you need? Because managers do short-term thinking. Yeah, go on, John. That's like a director of Maybe football. You could have like a football with director, yeah, not you? Yeah, yeah. John, John, that's an amazing idea. Yeah. <laughs> you, sh- you should tell Everton about that. Yeah. yeah that, wow, that that's like going to be our differentiator. That could be the plan. That, that <laughs> well, and I, like ironically, yeah, I was going to say, ironically, we talk about the Brightons and the Brentfords of the world. Well, that's exactly what they do. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at Brighton. They sold, they lost their manager yeah. and you know, arguably maybe their best player, you know, or one of their best players to Chelsea. Mm -hmm. And yet they're what four or five places ahead of Chelsea. Mm -hmm. It's like, because they have, because they're not afraid to let people go because they have the confidence that they can replace them with either, you know, uh, you know, in the case of Brentford, they they do an amazing job of pulling from the lower leagues in Brighton's case, they do an amazing job of scouting Europe and getting, you know, cheaper players. Then, whereas I think, you know, we have a very, I think we have a very strong academy. Brentford doesn't even have one. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, Brighton's got that Ewan Ferguson who looks... Well, who I was just about like, to mention him, right? Nice. If Mopai stays, right? And it, they have a sort please, of... Please, please don't say that. No, no, he stayed at Brighton. If he stayed at Brighton and he had like... And they operated like Everton do, which is like, well, you're a senior player. You must play or he you must be Ferguson's on the bench. Place. Then Ferguson's path would have been blocked. That's right. And this year has been a breakout yep. for Ferguson. And what I saw just him coming off the bench today, he, he is going to be... To, he's going to be top top quality. That lad. If he yeah, he's not going to. He's not going to be a Brighton. No. In two if years. he doesn't end up at, at one of the at one of the Champions League teams in the next two years, I'll be massively surprised because he has got something very very special about him. Mm. Now imagine his path had been blocked this year because they'd kept all the Mopai. But that's the kind of thinking that our club has been operating on for exactly. years. Like you know, there's oh, there's a bit of talent there. He's not quite ready yet. But how's he going to get ready? Well, get you need to play games of football. And maybe that's what yeah. we've seen with Dwight McNeil this year. Is he's come on because he's he's been allowed to play. Anthony Gordon, ironically, was the young player, but we sold him, and we give a better pathway for Dwight McNeil, who we bought, and it's figured itself out. Well, it, you know, it also sort of brings up the point. This is a little little off topic from that, but you know, I think most people in their lives want things to be simple. They want black and white answers to everything. Yeah. But it seems like in football we don't. No, but. Sometimes it is just pretty simple. DCL comes back in. He's healthy. Yeah. He's terrorizing center backs. That yeah. opens up more space for, for Dwight McNeil. All of a sudden, Dwight McNeil looks like a great player because he has more space to operate. He has somebody to to to, to pin crosses into. Um, we bring Yuri Mina in. The, you know, we can afford to to sit back a little deeper and we can afford to maybe put one more man, you know, forward. Sometimes it is just that simple. There's a better there's team, a, better players in the team, make the team better. Well, there, there's That's an old right. saying that was uh coined by an American football coach uh, named Barry Switzer, who coached the Cowboys for a while, but he was a longtime college football coach. And he was, you know, people used to always question his tactical, you know, acumen. And he just he just looked at him, he was from Oklahoma, he just said, It ain't about the X's and O's, it's about mm-hmm. the Jimmy's and the Joe's. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just about yeah. having the right, your best players fit, healthy, available. And then, you know, obviously you hope that you've got players that fit into the system. Because, I mean, look, lots of different teams win lots of different ways. Mm. So there's not one way to win. There's not one way to play, right? It's about it's about syncing up people that are good for your system, 
that operate within your system. But when you take a DCL out, Dwight McNeil looks average. Yeah. When DCL is in there, Dwight McNeil looks like he that he should just uh, you know retroactively be put on the Ballon d'Or list, <laughs> right? It's just that it's just that simple sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, um, hey, great great. Thing you guys do as always, I know. I say this Cheers, time, good to talk. Really, to really appreciate you guys, and uh, it's been a while since I've been able to call in, but I was glad I had today. Uh, good to have you all in. So, good you guys are the best, man. Speak to you soon, Cheers. mate. See you Take later. Care. Yep. Cheers. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye. Big thanks, John. Uh, one thing I would say when he was talking about um, the NFL and our American sports, it's dead nice then when you can't be relegated, though, isn't it? It's dead nice to be able to go. Ah, oh, we know we're gonna get this big fat of cash, and we don't care who actually wins it. And again, that's what the Super League was, wasn't it? Essentially. Yeah, but in there, in, in that, that, no, I agree with you. And it, but in that sport, you also go, oh, we finished bottom. That means we get to yeah, pick yeah. the best players yeah. out of college. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to um, saying this to Baz the other day. Listening to a couple of one of the uh, basketball guys, one of the top players came out and went, not everyone can win. And then like Steve Kerr from the um, Golden State Warriors went, not everyone can, not everyone can win. You know, everyone, not everyone's a loser because they don't win. It's like. That's because you're you get to do it again next year and again and again and you don't have to worry about that thing over your shoulder. Mm. There's only one prize in your sport, so everyone. So if you don't win it, you're not a loser. But in football, it's it's different, isn't it? That's so. the, that is the key, actually. One prize. Yeah. Okay, you might say the conference championship and then, yeah. you know, the the national one, but yeah. Yeah. But you most... don't get knocked down into into the into little league, do you? No, <laughs> that's a, it. Most teams, team, yeah. most people are too busy looking over the shoulder. Ned, you are a terrifying person, just a terrifying person. Yeah, and I always been sitting here trying to catch my eye with the Tim Howard yeah. mask on for ages. Yeah, and I, I wasn't gonna. Yeah, I've seen that before. You know what? It's because because Gemma's here and she's taking the spotlight off him, yeah. and he needs. He's like that kid, isn't he? You no know, one, no one like. People have a baby or something, and the, the older kids start getting a little bit aggressive and stuff. And maybe you know, yeah, I'm surprised you haven't put a blanket over her face or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. There you go. There you go. As someone in the comments just said, drink every time Ped says, "There you go." So there you go. You're all gonna get bladdered, and I'm not because I have another think... drink with all that stuff. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Right, uh, it's time to go because we've got to do the news and then we've got to go and watch the Milan derby. Not all together, just 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 in a general thing. So, we'll get out. Everyone should yeah. be subscribed. Why isn't everyone subscribed to Topic TV we? Football anyway? Ned said the link is pinned, or he, or as he said, the link is pinned. There you go. Baz is going to check apparently, and he says, and he's going to check it twice. Because he is, he, he, well, yeah, there you go. That's it, that's it. Some basic take says Ned should be put into foster care. Uh, no one will take him. No one will take him. <laughs> there you go. Right, we'll be back tomorrow at one thirty on Toffee TV Premiere. Thank you all for watching, and we'll see you all later. Bye. Take care, everyone. Just anytime you want, Jim. Thank you.